0: Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to my podcast. I am Miss Gigi Rose, and thank you for tuning in to my very first Anchor podcast. I hope everyone is well and everyone is is doing just great Um, through all of that we're going through in these days. So I ask that everyone stay well, stay happy, and just continue to live your life um, like you've been doing it, and just be happy. My purpose for this is my very, like I said, this is my very first podcast, and my purpose for creating this particular podcast is to uh, talk about uh, an experience that and a personal experience that I had with an organization by the name of the National Caucus and Council on Black Aging. This particular organization is based out of Washington DC but the organization ha- has hundreds and hundreds of uh, hubs in different regions around di- in different cities in different states. This particular program is for people who are 55 and above and what they do I believe they do have other uh p- other um uh, things that they that they also um that's also included in the program um including uh something ha- that has to do with housing um but anyway um i'm from uh florida i reside in florida in north florida and i started on this program in may of 2017 and uh i had to work with a job counselor uh this particular lady she was a lot older than i um and uh th- uh she placed me at a, at a uh, an organization by the name of career source capital region in a small town um here in north florida um, it's uh the town is called quincy florida about 60 something thousand people When I was placed there at the organization, I've always been a professional person. I've always been kind to people. I've always been, um, I've always went, you know, I was always on time, always did my work, you know, and I did what I I was supposed to do. Well, my experience at this particular uh, organization was that there was a lady there. She was a Hispanic lady and the lady the lady and I sat behind sat in <clears throat> excuse me sat in this little area and uh the uh, clients would have to come in you know for different services such as uh, uh to inquire about job programs um, uh, different um, uh, they would get help with uh, uh applying for jobs on the computer etc so I sat about arm's length from this this lady at the desk. We both sat at the same desk. And I started to notice after not being there uh, but a very short time, the ladies, you know, began to act indifferent with me. And I knew it wasn't me because I always, you know, went to work with a, a good attitude every day, but she started to act indifferent with me. And what started to happen was Um, well, basically she didn't want me there in her space was what it was. And this lady, she was very good friends with the, the office manager there. And, uh, which, you know, didn't make it too good for me, but what happened at the, what happened was one particular day. And and I'll tell you how I was I was just so mistreated by the job counselor with NCBA, National Council on Black Aging. She was a participant also, but she was the job counselor. And really the straw the, the straw that brought I I showed up at work one day and I noticed um, the door was locked. When I first started there, the, the office manager told me that she would give me a key to the door. To let myself in every morning but she I never saw a key she never gave me a key so from that point on um, I would have to you know stand outside the door to wait for someone to let me in so one particular morning I showed up on time like I usually do and there's glass all of you know the door is glass gl- glass on the front of the the windows you can see directly in to the uh, building And all of the people who worked there, including the the office manager, were having a meeting. So I stood at the door. And, you know, five minutes past 10 minutes, 15 minutes, no one came to open the door for me. They saw me standing outside, but they never came to open the door. So I stood outside about 20 minutes before someone came to open the door for me. So I go in. Good morning. I'm saying my good mornings and whatever. No one ex- said anything to me about, well, we're sorry that we didn't open the door for you, whatever. And uh, there was one particular incident where I was supposed to be included in a meeting. And even though I'm working on a program and they placed me there, I'm supposed to be included because I'm I'm working there. And so they they sent out an email to everyone for this meeting and they included everybody in the meeting except for myself you know just doing little ugly things and i didn't do anything to you know to cause them to mistreat me this way so the straw that broke the camel's back with at this particular uh place was i was having so many problems with the lady who i was sitting at the front desk with that it became a hostile environment and it got to the place where I didn't even want to go to work. So I talked to, I debated whether I should talk to the job counselor because I knew she, because I knew she was messy, but I ended up telling her what was going on. And I, and I, I let her know that I had talked with the office manager. Also, the job counselor told me that I should never have went to the office manager. Really? When I did talk to the office manager, the office manager proceeded to tell me that she said the lady that was at the front desk, she said such and such. She said, I know her. She said, that's her. So what I was telling the the office manager, she agreed. She knew I was telling her the truth about how the lady was treating me because she was saying that she knew her character. Um, But they were good buddy, buddy, friend. So, you know, it didn't matter. And she never did anything about the situation, by the way. So I talked to the job counselor, went back to the job counselor, let her know, you know, again, what was happening. The job counselor told me to write a letter to uh, don't, uh, this particular lady that was in the regional office, which I did. I wrote the letter, typed up a nice professional letter, put it in a sealed envelope, and gave it to the job counselor. Un little did I know the job, the next thing I came to work, uh, I think it was maybe a couple of days, a few days after I gave her the letter. And a meeting was called unbeknownst to me with the job counselor and the office manager where they were getting rid of me. And mind you, I didn't, I didn't do anything wrong. What brought that on was one particular day. The office was very quiet. There was only one person sitting in in the front office, and I was sitting at the desk. And I got up to stretch my legs, and I went. I came out of the little cubicle to go in the big foyer area, where the clients are. You know, they are when they're there. And uh, I just chit chat for a few minutes with one of the work, one of the employees there, just for a few minutes. And after I stepped out a few minutes, the phone rang and the lady that was making the environment so hostile for me, she was sitting directly in front of the telephone. But because she didn't want me there, she used that as an opportunity to create a chaotic event so they could uh, uh, get rid of me. So what she did, she said, Miss So-and-so-and-so, Come and answer the phone, you know, and I'm like, come and answer the phone. So I I said to the lady, I said, well, you're sitting right there in front of the phone. I said, I'm just taking a break. I said, why can't you answer the phone? This lady immediately, and it was just a messy situation. She immediately called the assistant manager out loud in an office setting because the, the office, the office manager wasn't there. She was on vacation that week. The assistant manager came and she wanted to know what was going on. She told the lady what happened, but she didn't tell her the truth about what happened. So then, when she finished, I proceeded to tell her what happened. So, the assistant manager, the next day, I think it was the next day, she called a meeting with the lady and I who was creating a hostile environment for me. And she asked the lady, Well, what is it that Miss, uh, Miss Rosier brings to, um, the office that makes it, you know, that, that helps you. And the lady sat there and she berated me and said that she doesn't bring anything. I, you know, basically saying she didn't want me there. She doesn't bring in anything. You know, I don't appreciate her being here. Da, 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 da I sat there very quietly because sometimes silence is golden. And uh, after that meeting was when the other meeting took place unbeknownst to me, that I mentioned a few a moment ago, and they called a meeting, and basically the job counselor had given the letter that I gave to her that she told me to write to the to her boss. She get she said just give the letter to me. She said I'll make sure she gets it. Put it in an envelope, gave it her. In the meeting, the job counselor tells proceeds to tell me that she had given my letter, opened my letter, and gave it to the office manager. I'm like, are you? kidding me. all right who are these people? And who does this kind of dirty these kind of dirty deeds on a job to people? So that's what I experienced at that particular organization. And they finally moved well they moved me to another uh particular 501c3. But what what happens I will say this, I found out later that they, they always shifted the blame onto me. And the reason why they shifted the blame onto me was that they didn't want to make the organization the, where I was employed accountable for what they had done to me because they wanted to keep that organization in their, it, they wanted to stay in good with those organizations because that was money in their pocket. So every, they, what they didn't know was that I knew that every time they placed me or anyone else at a particular organization, that that was money in the organization's pocket. So that's why they were always making it seem like it was my fault when I, when I hadn't done anything wrong. So then they moved me to another particular organization. But before they did that, they made me wait. I believe it was about two months punishing me as a punishment sort of before they placed me at another organization. And so the next organization they placed me at, uh, the next organization they placed me was a, it was a a, a probation office uh, in the Quincy, Florida area. And uh, the, I believe it was the day before I, now when I got there to that organization, there was a different job counselor. And, uh, this particular lady, she, she was, she was kind of, she flip flopped between, (laughs) you know, doing the good and not doing the good, if I can put it like that. So I started there, did excellent, never missed a day, even at the first organization, never missed a day, always on time, very professional. Um, and, um. So once I, 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 the, the office manager, the girl that was the office manager at the probation office, the, I think it was the day before I started, she showed me around, introduced me to the, you know, the two or three people that were in the office. Little did I know the day that before I started, the people that she introduced me to, two of those people are, still are, from what I know, her, her very good friends. So she hired them to work in the probation office with her. Wow. You know, conflict of interest, interest, big conflict of interest. So, I mean, I was doing well I because I'm a quick learner. I learned, you know, very quickly and I, you know, and everything. And one of the other girls in the office, she was a very sweet girl and she came to work. She did her work. You know, she was very cheerful to everybody and she went home but they didn't like the idea that she didn't come to work telling her business, being, you know, kiki with them. And, 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 you know, that's just not who she is. And so, and so she and I got to be, you know, uh, got to know each other very sweet. And, you know, we would talk and so they didn't like the fact that we had, we began to get close. They didn't like it, especially the office manager. And so what happened at this particular organization was, once I started, the day, the day before I started, you well, you have to sign, you know, um, sign your little contract, you know, agreeing with the hours that you're going to be working, you know, with the office manager, whomever the, per- the person is in charge. So I did that. I signed and I worked, you know, we always work 20 hours a week. And sometimes they give, the organization would give you, NCBA would give you more hours based on whatever their criteria is for doing so. So my I signed up uh, from nine to work from, I believe it was nine until one o'clock. So one particular day, the office manager came and she wanted me to change all of my hours. She wanted me to change my contracted hours to benefit she and her friends so they could come and go as they please or do whatever they wanted to do. Well, I really didn't care what, what they did. That was their business, but don't use me as a tool to get what you want. So I taught, when she, when she asked me that, I told her, I said, well, I contracted, you know, I signed on the contract from nine until one to work. Now I didn't mind if she asked me, you know, to, you know, to stay, you know, 30 minutes or to come in from, you know, eight to to uh whatever you know hours as long as I got my 20 hours but she wanted me to change my contracted hours so I told her well I don't want to get in trouble with the organization because that's not what I contracted for and you agreed w- you know with me that that's those are the hours I would work so she, I didn't know at the time that she didn't like it so what she did was she called the job counselor I don't, I can't tell you what all she told the go- job counselor. I can only guess some of the lies that she told. So what happened was the job counselor called one day and she said, I'll be, she said, uh, is the office manager in? I said, she, I said, you know, she just went upstairs and, uh, and I said, while I have you on the phone, could you please fax me some, uh, some, some, uh, Time sheets, which, you know, nobody uses paper time sheets anymore. If they do, I don't know anything about it. But, you know, people get on the computer and sign in or whatever. And, uh, you know, that's just so antiquated to do that. But anyway, that's the way they had you doing, you know, your um your hours and so forth. So she said, well, she said, I, I have to come over there anyway. Um, She said, so I'll bring some with me. I said, Okay. So uh, probably another 30, 40 minutes pass, and I look up and here comes the job counselor with her, the lady from the regional office and a gentleman that worked with her. They did it again. This was the second time that they called a meeting on me, unbeknownst to me. So they all came in. They went in the, the uh, office manager's office, closed the door, stayed in there about thirty minutes. Then they came out, and then the office manager conveniently went upstairs. Well, before that happened, uh, when she went upstairs, the two people from the regional office, you know, called me in her, the office manager's office, and and uh, the 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 lady from the regional office, she wanted to try to be rape me, and I told her no, ma'am. Um, She even had my resume in front of her and I said, my resume has nothing to do with what you all are doing here. I said, I contracted and agreed with the office manager with these hours and she wanted me to go back and change my contract. And I said, I didn't want to get in trouble with you all. And that's why I I didn't do it. So they proceeded to get rid of me from that office. There again, instead of saying that the office manager had done something wrong because they wanted to keep that organization in their pocket because that's money for the organization. So there again, they did the same thing. Kick me out. Okay. So they they sent me to another uh, 501c3. This particular 501c3, I really enjoyed. I mean, I was there um, for two years and I, 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 enjoyed myself. I enjoyed my, um, my, my supervisor. He was a, he's a super person, easy to get along with. Uh, he allowed me to be creative, you know, uh, never said anything ugly to me out the way and included me in the meetings, allowed me to, you know, to like I said, use my creative side. I participated in a lot of things, did, did the office work and I absolutely enjoyed it. No problems there. You know, everybody was really super good to me and, and it was, and I I truly enjoyed that. So then before I left there, there was a, (laughs) there, another job counselor. And these are the different people that are also training on the program. So sometimes their time is up and then there comes another job counselor. So this is the third job counselor. And this particular job counselor, I remember sitting at the desk one day and she came in. She's an older lady, way older than I am. And she came in and she looked at me sideways and I'm like, I don't, I did not I don't, I didn't even know the lady, never seen her before. And she comes in and she looks at me sideways and I pretend not to see her. I just kept doing what I was doing. And I'm like, why is this lady looking at me like this? And so she, she went in to, to speak with my supervisor and I think she needed to sign me to sign some papers or something. But what she did was had me moved from that particular organization and Uh, You know, I didn't know that I could stay there for two years until, you know, I found out I could. And I, you know, and I was allowed to stay there two years because I was doing so well. So she had me move to another organization. This organization is called Echo in Tallahassee. It's a it's a uh, it's a health care organization. And uh, I absolutely hated it. I absolutely hated it. The second day, I believe it was the second day, it's a healthcare. care, let me back up, it's a help, a community health care organization where they help people with food, clothing, um, clothing vouchers, uh, toiletries, uh, they make referrals to other organizations that may be able to help people. Um, but when, they, when she put me at that org- organization, she never... Uh, you know, uh, said that, well, let me look around to see, you know, what might fit you, you know, or what, you know, what, where you might be enjoy, uh, being now, one of the, 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 uh, job counselor before her, she did, you know, she was, did do that. She said, you know, let me, she said, you might, let me see if you'd be good at this organization or this one or this one. But there was one particular time when the, um, let me back up. There was one particular time uh, that the uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, job counselor before this one I am getting ready to talk about. She did have an interview set up for me at uh, at a senior citizen center and uh, uh, one day, and I met her there. And she actually they see somebody is telling these job counselors to kind of pencil push kind of push you the the participant onto people because they that's their way of get they they get paid. And so she literally thought that the person that I that we were all that I was interviewing with and the you know that were over the the facility there was going to sign the go ahead and sign the papers for me to work there. And so the lady told her She said, well, I'm not going to sign any papers now. She said, we need to, you know, we're going to go and we're going to talk about it, which was fair. And so, but this is what the higher ups are telling the job counselors to, you know, to just go ahead and kind of push the paperwork and kind of get them to put the the participant to work there. But that particular time it didn't work. And so, um, they, um, let me, let me jump ahead. Like I was saying, um. The organization called Echo. So the second day I was there, there were two girls and uh, they were really, really good friends. I mean, really tight friends. And they were, they were a lot younger than I, they were in their thirties and their, their boss is, uh, he's, I don't know, he probably in his fifties, I believe. And the second day I was there, now I'm doing office work. And I noticed on um, the the oh, this organization is and is like a house, you know. It's but they turn it into you know their business. So I had noticed a big tub, gray tub, like the gray tubs that McDonald's, you know, put their trash in and they push it out, you know, with the wheels on it, you know. And uh, that it was just full of clothes, just full of clothes and shoes and things, and there was also a couple of pieces of furniture also and so the girl that was supposedly my supervisor um and I, I i didn't get a good feel for her at all at all she there was just something about her that wasn't right and um but i didn't display that or uh, even though i knew it i didn't display it i I did what i was supposed to do and that second day she wanted me to go out and do manual labor and go and remove all this stuff off this front, the porch of this particular building. And of course, I wasn't going to do it because, first of all, that's not my job. I didn't go there to do manual work. Why are you tell asking me to do this? If it was there before I got there, then why are you asking me to do it? Somebody else should have done that. That wasn't my job. So I think that was the first incident of where she started to get um, a little frosty with me because. You know, I didn't do that. That particular job, I was under a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. What happened was one day this particular girl who was my supposedly my supervisor and she didn't really act like a supervisor anyway. But, uh, you know, pretending to be such and such as she was, you know, but wasn't that. And um, she came to me and she said, um, she said, I have to tell you something. And I said, yes. And she said she wanted me to start doing some something that she and her friend were doing because she said, Well, we we're taking cases from well, there's another organization in that particular office, and they house men who've come out of jail and prison and so forth. You know, they get jobs and so forth. But she said, We're gonna have to take some of their cases and and da-da-da, we're gonna have, you know, need you to do this and that. And so I knew that that was a that she wasn't telling the truth. But what the job counselors did, it was my job, people would come in to do a, a, a application for what God knows, I don't know, I guess for government purposes, I don't know. And they actually had to fill out a three-page application to to get food and toiletries. Ridiculous. Ridiculous a three-page application to get help, really? And so anyway, um, that was my job to to take the applications and then put the information in the computer and then once I'm done with that, I email them or call them to let them know I'm done. and then they come up as the social workers and uh to look they would look over the application and they it would be their job to determine what this person needed and how much. But they had me going in their pantry bagging food. Okay, and uh, 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 in a pantry doing things I had no business doing. Okay, it wasn't my—I'm j- not a social worker, so it wasn't my job to determine what a person needed when they came in there. It was their job. Okay, they're—they're they're licensed social workers, but what they were doing—they wanted to get the monkey off their back so they wouldn't have so much work. Is basically what they were doing. So. I was really getting irritated with this. I was really getting tired. I was really getting irritated because I knew it was wrong. And of course their boss wasn't going to say anything because they were, they're all, they know each other. And so they're all in cahoots together. So that wouldn't do any good. So I didn't want to talk to this particular job counselor because I knew she was messy and I knew she and the girl were friends. And the way I knew that was because the first time I went and did my paperwork, Uh, with the girl who was supposedly my supervisor and the job counselor, they were having discussions about, you know, little personal things. So I knew they were, you know, they knew each other and they were friends. So I tried my best not to have to tell the job counselor what was going on at that particular organization. I I tried my level best, you know. Um, And there were other things that went on that weren't right either. And one particular thing that happened to me was they 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 have another uh, location where they keep their furniture. And one particular day, I was in their pantry, and the, the bed shouldn't have been in there at all. But the bed fell on my toe, and it broke my it broke my toe, and I screamed. Mind you, their bo- these girls, boss, boss, boss's office. You could walk from the pantry to uh, to his office, and Six or, of seven, eight, nine, ten steps. He sat there in his office, heard me scream, and sat there and wouldn't come in to see if I was okay. He never did. Now, what kind of person does that? I don't know. That's a person without a soul and a conscience and a spirit. That's what kind of person that is. So there were two other guys that ran in um, and they came in to uh, see what was going on. But anyway, that's what happened there. Um, I had no business in that pantry, no business. They had no business having me in there. It wasn't my job. There were people that would come into the organization into Echo, and they needed clothes. Um, they did. They were supposed to have clothing vouchers, but they didn't. But they 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 didn't even have them at the premises. Um, there was a lady who donated. Um, she would come in. I think this lady might have been retired. Um, and she would come in and she would bring all kind of toiletries, bath, uh, bath cloths, um, towels and, and things of the sort, shampoo and so forth. And she would always bring in, um, gas cards and gift cards. And there were two times while I was there that she put, put them in my hand and people would call and ask, you know, uh, you know. Well, do you do do they have gas cards? Do they have uh you know do they have gas cards in particular? And I had to sit there and lie and tell these people that they didn't when I knew they had them to help the community. What they were doing with the gas cards and the gift cards, I don't know. But I'm saying to myself, if this, if this lady who's donating these things knew what they were doing with this, I'm sure she would her she would flip her wig. And she would probably have a fit about it. But that's what was happening there. And uh, there were a lot of other things that were happening there that they thought that I didn't know what was going on. But I did. But I continued to do my job and do what I needed to do. But that's kind of what happened at that organization. And um, like I said, I didn't want to tell the... the. Uh, the job counselor, what was going on, because I knew that she would, you know, I knew it it would be a mess. But for some reason, I decided to, I said, well, I got to go ahead and tell her. Well, after that was when things really started rolling downhill. And the girl who was my supervisor, she really became much more frostier with me. And so she made it as hard for me as she possibly could. And they finally, um, I I uh, finally one day I was at work and I received an email from the lady in the regional office and all out the sudden out the blue sky she told me this particular day was my last day that you know one you know and so out of the blue sky so nobody said anything to me it just this is how this is how they operate this is how nasty these people are and so you know ignorant unlearned. Um, just, they don't care about other people's feelings. Don't, they don't have empathy. They just do things any kind of way and they get away with it. And then you get, you get the short end of the stick because now you're frowned upon and you're looked at as like, you've done something wrong when you didn't. Um, and this organization had, I mean, they had food stacked to the ceiling. Um, a lot of the food was old and outdated and uh i mean they don't they don't purchase anything the, everything is donated food clothes etc i remember one instance where a gentleman came in and he said that he needed some clothes for he and his son he filled out the little application and i remember the uh, one the other girl she <laughs> there were a stack of clothes they were just I, I don't know if they were throwing them away or what but they were stacked down the hallway in this bin and she went and she really didn't want to do it because I went down the hallway to tell her you know what the gentleman needed and so for some reason I had to go back down the hallway and she was pretending to pick through the the jumble up clothes to try and she said well we don't have any shirts but mind you there's another room full of clothes where she could have helped that gentleman and she didn't So she went back there and she picked through, just picked on the top of the clothes and took out a long sleeve shirt and, and came out and told the gentleman, well, this is all, well, this is all we have back here. And I knew that she was lying. And so, you know, (laughs) that was, it it was a terrible experience working with people like that uh, who were, you know, so undermined and just, just don't care for, for, for the, for the human, for, for humans at all, but put on a fake face to make the community believe that they're trying to help them when they're not. As a matter of fact, the day before I left, the I believe it was the Salvation Army, I believe it was, had donated a $10,000 check to this particular organization. And the reason why I know is because when I was leaving, there was a great big large check that they had propped out outside with $10,000 on it. that And with the Salvation, Salvation Army's name on it. And uh, so they can never tell. See, it's all about keeping all the dollars in their pocket. And not putting out into the community um, what they should be putting out into the community. Okay. And so that was that with that particular organization. So I left there. And, um, the last place that I was to be placed, um, this particular lady on her own 501c3 and this same job counselor, this last, uh, job counselor, um, she sent me an email to let me know that we were supposed to meet with the lady. Okay. The job counselor never asked me any questions about well, you can't ask an under the HIPAA laws. Of course, you can't. You know, you can't. You uh, know, you know. You can't inquire from a person about their, you know, about their health or you know anything like that. You know, that's against the law. But, um, we I met the lady, and we met the lady at her place, and um the lady we talked for a few minutes. You know, for a few minutes. And, um, the lady, she said, okay, she said, I'll show you around. So I noticed that the job counselor was a little bit edgy. And, uh, I'll tell you in a moment why she was acting so edgy. But, um, after, you know, we talked and so forth, the the, the lady, like I say, she showed me around, she, and that was the front of the building. It was a a brick building. And in the name of this organization is children are our future. In Quincy, Florida, the lady said, she said this, this part of the building, she says, stays cool. But there, the back part of the building attached to the front, you know, attached is a big old warehouse. And uh, she said, she said, it's hot back, back here. You know, she said, it stays warm back here. When she opened the door, I could me I felt the heat. I, I immediately felt the heat. And, uh, at that time, I don't know if she does now, but at the time she didn't have an, you know, air conditioning running in there. So she, you know, she had some chairs and tables and stuff where she ran out to people and then she, against the wall, against the wall, not inside a cubicle or anything like that was a fold up metal chair, a fold up metal chair, folding metal chair, and a tall. It wasn't a desk, but it was some tall, um, some tall thing, and I can't even. <laughs> I don't know. It just, but it was tall, and it had a computer on it, sitting on top of it, and that's the area where she wanted me to sit there and work. Now, how in the world can I work in? A, you know, against a wall, sitting in a metal chair all day, looking up at the sky, looking at a computer. I mean, who, who, who would have done that? That's, that's not even fair. It's not, it's, it's, it's inhumane to even ask. And then, and then in, in addition to that, it's hot back here in this area. And, and you want me to sit here and work in this kind of, these kind of conditions. So when we came back outside, um, when we came back up front, the job counselor was still sitting there. And so, uh, the owner was started talking to me about this so-called COVID shot. And so, um, you know, I talked to her about that. And so the job counselor, still edgy, she was very edgy. And she was trying to push the papers. Again, she was doing it too, trying to get the, um, the lady to sign the papers. And the lady told her, she said, no, I'm not signing those papers because she got the so-called shot she wanted me to get it and uh, mind you the job counselor haven't even talked to me had didn't talk to me about this uh, she didn't tell me if they if, if NCBA has uh, uh, any um, she didn't give me any uh, paperwork she didn't give me any um thing that they have written in their policies ab- about this nothing she gave me nothing and so but she expected me to make a decision based on what you know having money flow into their pockets so um I left her that day and after that that time um, uh, because for a, a couple of months they had me working from home and so because I didn't agree with what they wanted me to do. Um, They cut my paycheck off. They cut my paycheck off and. uh, And uh, just stopped paying me, but didn't give me any, you know, didn't send me any email, any letter or anything concerning um, that particular this that particular situation. And I, I had, I had, I had, I've had so many problems with this particular organization that you know I couldn't even get anything done with the regional people here. So a lot of times I would have to call the the main office in Washington D.C. and they didn't like that. Oh well, I had to try and help myself. Okay, I'm not going to sit and allow someone to just put their keep their foot on my neck and I'm supposed to just keep taking it. No. So. I knew they were they were hot about that, and so they they cut my paycheck off, just stopped paying me, and that's where that ended. So even before that, uh ended, you know, I was just so tired of how they were mistreating me. I wrote a letter to the CEO. Well, I had a feeling that the CEO wouldn't uh, wouldn't do anything about it either. But she's the CEO. I don't remember uh, her first name is Karen. I can't remember her last name. Um, but she is the CEO of NCBA, um, making over two hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. Um, but I wrote a letter. I emailed her, and when she she did get my email, she emailed me back and she said told me that she thought that I was her friend with my first name. Well, how do you can get how do you get my email confused with your friend's email? When I'm sure, from time to time, you get emails from your friends. So how do you get that confused? Okay. So I she told me I could you know we I could either either call her talk to her on the phone about what was going you know what about my situation, what I need to talk to her about, or I could send her an email. So I decided to send her an email because I wanted a paper trail. I sent her the letter. Never heard back from her. That was. Two and a half, three months ago. So after I didn't hear from her, what I did, I sent her, I said, I'll I'll be fair. I'll send her a follow-up email. I sent her a follow-up email three weeks later. Still never heard anything back from this lady. So that right there sealed it for me. And I knew that if the CE, if the head is not right, then guess what? The the ones that follow the head are not going to be right either. So my experience with this particular organization has been a whirlwind of cha- chaotic mess. I've never in my life experienced anything like this before. Um, never. It's it it's just been it 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 was just terrible. The only good thing about this was when I worked at that one organization um, with the Smith Williams Service Center under the City of Tallahassee, Foundation under the City of Tallahassee. And I enjoyed myself. I really did. I didn't mind going to work every day. I got up. Matter of fact, lots of days I got up earlier than I usually did, you know, because I was excited about going, you know, and, you know, the people. They Like I said, they were really nice to me. I was nice to them and, 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 and it was a joy. It really was a joy. <clears throat> but, you know, in conclusion, I wouldn't wish this kind of experience on anyone. You know, they made it seem like it was all my fault when it wasn't. None of it was my fault. And so. As I said prior, you know, I'm making this particular podcast because I wanted to share my experience about how I was mistreated with this organization to the world, not just to a few people, but to the world. The other thing I, the reason why I wanted to do it, because there may be other people with this program, people way older than, you know, than I am that have a, have been mistreated. And, ha- and I'm sure there are a lot of people that, that are still uh, members of this program, uh, of this work program, who <clears throat> have been mistreated and, and they feel like they don't have any recourse and they, they, they won't say anything because they're afraid. They're scared. They're afraid. And, and I'm sure a lot of people have been been mistreated, but they won't speak out. But I knew that it was time for me to speak out because I'm done being mistreated you know, by these people and I, you know, something should be done. Something needs to be done. Some, if if there's an organization or a law firm or somebody that can reach out to me, please feel free to do so. I would, I would, uh, 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 I, 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 I'm, I'm asking you to do that in order to help myself and others who may have went through or, or are still going through, you know, um, Uh, 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 negative things with this particular company because they present themselves as a good organization. But here where I live in North Florida, this, but I don't, I can't speak for the other regions, but this particular region where I live, it has been nothing but chaos. It has been nothing but a mess and it has been nothing but a a, a terrible experience Excuse me. And I, I just wouldn't wish that on, on, on my worst enemy. I, I just wouldn't do that. So I I, I hope that that someone um ha- can take something positive from my experience. Um and that, you know, if you've been mistreated by this particular organization, please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, my email is uh, Jackie112748 at gmail.com. That's Jackie112748 at gmail.com, J-A-C-K-I-E112748 at gmail.com. Send me a, a, an email um, and uh, reach out to me. Also, if you would like to uh, send me a donation, I'm not working at the time. Um, it's it's really hard to find work when you're, when you're over... <laughs> When you're over a certain age, it's hard to find work. There's a lot of discrimination um uh, with people who are over um 50 years of age. Um they don't show it, but the but they the organ- the businesses and you know that you go to on with these job um on these job um interviews in subtle ways they discriminate against you. But of course, they they of course, they're not going to say anything negative about it. But, you know, they're doing it because they hire, you know, younger people, you know, or someone may look who look a lot different from you. Um, they'll, they'll hire them before they hire you. So it's a lot of that going on. But is something being done about it. <laughs> no, it's not. And, you know, there are organizations that say they protect people who are over 50 years of age. A lot of these organizations are in business because a lot of them are five hundred one c three organizations, and their job is just to create a paycheck for themselves and not to help humanity. So that I do know that's a fact, and and people have to know that. So, like I say, feel free to reach out to me, send me an email, um, if you if you would like to uh, uh donate to my um to my podcast you can do that at, at uh, um dollar sign Jacqueline Rosier. that's my cash app dollar sign Jacqueline Rosier. that's dollar sign j-a-c-q-u-l-i-n-e-r-o-s-i-e-r dollar sign j-a-c-q-u-l-i-n-e-r-o-s-i-e-r that's my cash app and feel free to um If, you know, if your heart leads you to uh, donate to me, then feel free to do so. If not, then that's okay, too. But I thank you for listening. And I and 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 like I say, feel free to reach out to me. I would love to hear to to hear from many of you. It's too many people in the world. It's thousands of people in the world. So I know there will be someone that reaches out to me. And then from there, we can take it from there. And, you know, uh, uh, one person can make a difference. But when many, 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 many people bound, you know, they bind together and come together in unity, there's a greater difference that can be made. So remember that. And with that said, I'm signing off. I bid you good e- a good evening and I look forward to talking, talking uh, with you again soon. So look out for, you know, more of my podcasts. I will be doing more podcasts. And so I wish everyone a great evening and have a blessed night. Peace, love, and light to you. Signing off, this is Miss Gigi Rose. Good night.